Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. Today's guest is the incredibly magnetic and brilliant Emily Ahrens. I was first introduced to her several years ago and was instantly drawn to her. If you haven't heard of her yet, you're going to fall in love with her energy and wisdom. Emily is the most sought after intuitive healer for female empire builders. She is best known for getting her clients out of overwhelm and burnout and creating alignment in their business. For over two decades, Emily has been practicing healing work directly with powerful visionaries and teaching them how to tap into their intuition and activate quantum growth in their business. Emily, her husband, and two sons live on a small backyard hobby farm with a puppy, baby goats, chickens, and ducks. She loves nature and exploring the outdoors and cooking fresh from the garden meals. You are going to want to grab a pen and paper for today's episode, especially if you're a female entrepreneur. But honestly, the advice that Emily gives us can apply to anyone looking to uplevel their human experience. We dive deep into the topic of intuition and how you can use this approach to be wildly successful in whatever you're passionate about. I am so excited for you to hear all the mic drops in this episode. So let's welcome Emily to For the Love of Dharma. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here, Heather. I'm so happy. I am (laughs) so glad you're here. I have been a fan of yours for many years. And so it is an honor to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited. And I have to say, I love your backdrop with all like the turtle, the sea turtle and unicorns. Like my two children, they're like, mommy, you love unicorns, but they're not real. Right. I'm like, no, they're, they're real. So they're totally real. There's actually a book back there talking all about the history of unicorns and where they actually come from. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get that book, Heather. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I would love to start is with a little game. So I would like to have you choose either red or blue, and I will select a random question from a red book or a blue book. Okay, this is so fun. So I would normally say blue because I'm such a blue, but I feel called to say red today. I'm really glad you say red because most people say blue. (laughs) Ah, Yeah, in your face, blue people. (laughs) Going red. The blue pill the red pill. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're related. (laughs) What gives you pause? Honestly, nature does every day. It takes my breath away. And so I live in New England. I live in little town in Massachusetts near the seacoast. And I have a backyard farm and I have chickens and ducks and goats and a dog and obviously my kids. Um, But every day it just takes my breath away when I get to see everything out there. And I see animals and I see the seasons changing and it takes, it does. It takes my breath away. We're so close to the ocean. So we like this morning, basically every, yeah, every day I, I go for a little hike in the woods. I can be in the woods and I can be in the ocean. And I feel like this is, I'm so lucky and nature just makes me realize. And it, it brings me so into the present moment. It makes me realize like, oh my gosh, this is the best. This is the best life. Even if I'm having like a crappy morning or stressed out, like, ah, oh, 
finally back. Yes. And so, yeah, nature takes my breath away. (laughs) I agree. I was sitting here waiting to start our chat and I can see tulips blooming outside my window and I could hear the birds. And I just love that so much because it's just such a, like you said, it brings you to the present moment and you can't help but be anywhere, but right here. Yeah. Well, I have tulips outside of my friend too. And my, um, my friend had texted me yesterday. She's like, I know we haven't talked for a while, but every time I drive by your house, it makes me smile because of all your new tulips that you planted. I'm like, thank you. Cause I planted like hundreds of them last fall. And then you just wait for, I don't know, eight months. And, and then you're like, I really hope they come up <laughs> and they do. And my kids are like, they're like wiping my tears. Like mom, it came up. <laughs> yes. You know what? I've found interesting about my tulips is that they, I used to have all different colors. I'd have yellow and purple and now they're all the same color. Like they just like morphed into each other. So I was like, that is so fascinating. That (laughs) is fascinating. I always like, yeah, because mine are a little bit different. And I also have those, whatever they're called, not not amaryllis. That's a different plant. Um, It's another bulb plant that has those, it's like a, a ball that's so fragrant and they're right by my front door. And then there's spring flower that your listeners are probably screaming into yeah. their phone. Like, I'm, I hate when I, I do this all the time when I'm podcasting. I'm like, the thing that which is called, like, I'm sure this is really annoying somebody. Right yeah, I am. I'm not a plant person. Like, I love to look at them, but don't yeah. actually like give me a living plant because I will kill it. And so I don't really know. I know like the hydrangeas and things like that. And I've got a lilac tree, but beyond like the very basic. Six. Don't yeah. talk to me about plants. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've given everyone a nature lesson, for <laughs> I know that your big thing that you've been doing for a really long time is that you are an entrepreneur and you're an energy healer and you really help female entrepreneurs get into alignment so that their businesses can thrive. But yes. before we get to that, I would love to know what young Emily was like as a child. What was your personality like? What did you do for fun? That's such a great question. Um, so I have always been this like little bubbly being. I've always been that. And uh, as evidenced by my childhood photos from the 80s that I'm literally like upside down, climbing, doing th- I'm just constantly in motion. I used to do ballet. I really, really loved doing ballet. I did jazz. I did soccer. I did gymnastics. I was like, I don't even know how my mom had time to drive me to 900 places, but she did. And I look back down. I was like, mom, you're the best. Thank you for that. Um but I was always very bubbly, but I was also very energetic and I didn't have the support of, you know, the people around me to speak the language. And it was always kind of dismissed. So like, you know, we talk about intuition as adults or like, oh, I want to develop intuition, but truly we're all born with it. And so as a child, I would say things like, oh, you know, I see grandpa and I really miss him. And my mom be like, grandpa he's been gone for god knows how long why would you be thinking and i'd be like never mind you know like it just it just would like shut it down and you know i was always very drawn to alternative healing and i always knew at, i mean my kindergarten album that you draw is like what do you want to be when you grow up i wanted to be a doctor so i could help people and it's like it's always been part of my soul's calling and even in high school i was reading i was like 
you know, having these small jobs or saving up allowance to buy books on homeopathy and aromatherapy and like, I don't know, weird crystals and like astrology, like, like, I guess like teenagers are into astrology to see like who they should date and whatnot. But like, I was like really weird and into that stuff. And I kept it very quiet and very hidden. Um, But after high school, I went to learn energy healing. I went to learn massage. And so um, my friends kind of took one path to college. I took this weirdo's path to alternative healing. And I was the youngest in my class. And I'm like 18 years old and everybody else is in their 40s. And so I was a little, I was always a little bit like off and I felt always in high school and even like in my twenties, like I was behind. And so it was such an interesting thing because while I was so advanced, like spiritually, I never felt like I quite fit in. And I, I was always a misfit, like was always kind of hiding and trying to squeeze into like these like misshaped relationships and friendships. And, um, it wasn't until I started learning healing that I really felt like I could spread my wings and like, Oh, I'm in my body. I'm like here. And, and I could be present with my dreams. And I always knew, even in high school, I was like, when we go to our five-year reunion, I'm going to have a business. And I'm like, I don't even like, I knew it. I always knew it. And then I did, I was like, I was at my reunion, my father, five year, like it matters. And, and I was like, people say, what are you doing? Like they had just graduated college. And I was like, I just graduated college and I run a business. And so at that point I was like, really starting to get on that path and be more of the embodied version of myself. But it took a long time. Like my childhood and my young adulthood was like full of like stress and turns out a lot of trauma. (laughs) didn't think about it then, (laughs) but looking back, I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) So I've had the pleasure of working through a lot of that shit, but it's still, it still comes up as it does for us all as we're on this path of ascension. (laughs) Well, I would like to say that we're all weirdos to some degree. And that if I would have known you in high school, we would have been best friends because (laughs) I worked at the mall and I would always sneak off to the bookstore back when we had all kinds of them. And yeah. I would like get the astrology books, get the books about Wicca. Cause I just kept feeling like there's something more to than the organized religion that I yeah. was so familiar with growing up. So yeah. I, I love that that was your experience. And that is so amazing that at five years, you had already started your business and you, you really trusted your intuition. You said, I just knew I was going to have a business. So let's Mm. talk about intuition just a little bit, because I think people have a really hard time, first of all, kind of understanding what intuition is or how it comes to them and then learning to trust that voice. So do you have any advice for people? Oh, I have all the advice. So (laughs) (laughs) this is my jam. So basically, like I said, we're all born with intuition and we all receive it in different ways. So, you know, for me, I've always been very visual. So ideas pop into my mind, like a video, an image, you know, sometimes it's words. Um, 
but some people are more um, auditory where they'll hear songs and music or some people have a smell or a taste. Um, and some people just have a knowing like the lights are on and now they're off. Like, it's just, okay, now I just know this. And the problem with people who are the, I just know this type, uh, which is called clear cognizant, if you want the fancy word, but for people who are clear cognizant, they just know they tend to be very book smart, which also, and like highly intelligent, which also is kind of a problem because they get this knowing and they're like, where, how, and why do I know this? And then they get caught up in the analysis and the left brain just sucks them in. And then they can't just go with the hit and be like, I just know it, damn it, like period. So that's the work that I do. Actually, I I tend to work with a lot of private clients who are claircognizant, oddly enough, because I'm so visual that when I do my work, I do a lot of visualizations. But part of trusting your intuition is understanding that our intuition speaks in soft whispers. And so when we get these little whispers, kind of like, I always like to use this analogy because I have two kids. So when they were babies, right? Like you'd be leaving the house in a hurry. And all of a sudden you get this little whisper, like, make sure you bring an extra outfit. And you're like, it is literally five minutes. I'm going down the street. I'll be right back. I don't need a change of clothes. I don't even, I don't even need my keys practically, but you can make that choice right there to either listen to that little whisper because like, I mean, what's the harm really? Or you can go into your left brain, which is what we all do. It's our knee jerk reaction. We go into our left brain and we go, let's go to logic. I don't need it. It's five minutes. I don't, there's no reason to me to bring this. So we hop in our car, we do our little errand, baby has a blowout and we go, oh shit, (laughs) should have listened. Literally, (laughs) literally, oh oh, shit. (laughs) Oh shit, literally. And then you're like, I knew it. I should have listened to myself. And we regret that we didn't follow that little whisper that was just giving us a nudge. The alternative is when we start to just trust every little whisper that shows up. And I know for some people, this might sound like wildly crazy and irresponsible, but hear me out (laughs) because what happens when we hear that whisper and we're just like, all right, I'll grab the, like, it's going to take me 10 extra seconds. I'll grab the extra outfit. We'll just hop on our merry way. We get in the car and we have the blow and we go, ha ha, I knew it. I am psychic. I'm amazing. I'm so smart. And we get that little dopamine hit and our brain goes, yay. And our spirit team goes, yay. And when we get that little hit and we say yes, and we do it, it's almost like our spirit team goes, okay, great. Let me give you some more and let me give you some more and let me give you some more. And so it builds over time. And so what we people expect their intuition to do is drop these like, life earth shattering bombs that are so crazy that like nobody would know. And holy, like it just disrupts your life. And that's really not what happens. And, and certainly I get these like crazy big hits that are like earth shattering, but that is not the majority of my intuition. The majority of my intuition is like, grab your umbrella, make sure, Oh, turn around, grab your glasses or whatever the little seemingly nonsense little hit it is, or, you know what, you haven't called so-and-so for a while. And then you call them and they go, oh my gosh, I've been having the worst week ever. And your call literally just like lit up my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have these things you're like, oh, you know, you get that, that affirmation when you take that next step. So I like to think of our spirit team or higher self, whatever you want to call it. God spirit is almost like our, our best, our bestie. 
And so they're always wanting to support us, love on us. And so our intuition is always going to give us messages that are in our highest and best interest. Even if it might be difficult to hear sometimes, um, it is always going to be in our highest and best interest. And it's never that negative naysayer voice. So one of the things that you can practice doing is that when you start to want to open up your intuition, one of the things that we can do to strengthen our intuition is to start listening to each of those little messages. And if you're not at the point where you can like put them into action and do something with them, what if you just like journaled them in the notes section in your phone or in a notebook? Like I had this idea today and just like entertain it in that way, because here's how our intuition works. We've all had the friend who's been in a bad relationship and they just keep complaining about everything about the relationship. And you were like, please, like, here's some things you can do to improve your life in a relationship. And they keep complaining because they're not taking your wonderful, amazing advice. And so after a while, you're just like, screw you. I don't feel like having a relationship with you because you're in a bad relationship. And like, this isn't helpful for me. It's draining my life force. And so our spirit team works in the same way. So they're always giving us insights and wisdom and knowledge and dropping little nuggets and like, here, what about this way? Go left instead of right today and pick bread instead of blue. And and, uh, so what happens is that they're always giving us this little instance, this little nuggets of wisdom. And the more that we ignore them, the less they give us. And so we don't want them to withhold this great insight. We want them to be dishing it out all the time. And so what I've developed is basically whatever shows up in my mind, my thoughts, I trust it implicitly. I basically was like, life got so shitty that like the alternative was to stay stuck and broke living a life that I didn't like. And I felt like I wasn't contributing to my family financially, like things were not looking good. And so I basically was like, hands to God, like, I, I'm done trying, like, can I have a little help? And so when I started to pray, so prayer is asking, meditation is listening. When I started to pray for solutions and answers, then in my meditations, I started to get little ideas, little sparks. And I was like, well, the alternative sucks. I'm just going to start doing whatever my little voices in my head are telling me to do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what do you have to lose at that point? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like the alternative really sucks. So if you want things to change, you must change something. So the way that I changed something was I started to listen and take action on what started to come through for me. So, you know, intuition works with like subtle messages. So how do we get subtle messages when we are filling our day with bullshit activities, like keeping busy, 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 busy all the time and saying yes to things we mean no to, and then signing up for PTA when we have no effing time for PTA and like everything in your life. It's like, I'm just doing all these things, but I don't want to do any of them. Right. You start to change those habits because you realize that you matter and you develop a self-worth and you start loving yourself so much that you just don't have time for crappy relationships or things that don't make you feel like a badass. And so we have, it starts, it's like, it literally, you start listening to your intuition and your life starts to rearrange itself 
people fall out of your life because they sucked. And you're like, damn, I didn't even realize that. Like my life is so much better. Right. And you start to align yourself to your higher self. Your higher self is simply put like your best life ever. You want the most successful uh, relationship, home, business, whatever. Your higher self is like, here's the blueprint. Here is this, you know, your success is inevitable. I'll show you how. Here, do these things. And then you go, well, I'm in the habit of not waking up early and eating foods that make me feel crappy and having relationships with people who I don't really feel drawn to anymore and gossiping all the time and kind of self-doubt and self-deprecating and negative and staying in my fear and staying in my worry and staying in my anxiety. I can't, I don't have time for that. Well, that's a choice. Once we realize that is a choice, then we can start listening to our higher self and start taking actions to feel our best. And it is the most empowering thing that we can do, especially as women. Um, but it's the most empowering thing we can do is start listening to that little guidance, the whispers within ourselves, because truly we do have the answers there. It's just a matter of learning how to access them and listen. There was so much gold in what you just said. Oh my goodness. Like I wasn't taking notes, but I might go back just so I can take some notes. (laughs) I think I I took a breath. I think I just (laughs) vomited all of that. (laughs) But I love what you said about the whispers, because I think that there is this idea out there that your intuition comes in this big booming voice. And I'm always, when I talk to my clients, I'm like, can you imagine how much that would scare the shit out of you? If you actually all of a sudden sudden Gandalf is in your head, you're like, Oh shit. Oh my God. So I, I love what you said about that. You know, reminding us that it is just this soft voice that you kind of have to nurture and encourage and show that you are listening and paying attention. And one of the best ways to do that is by writing it down. Even if you're like, oh my God, this is the stupidest thing. I don't know where this came from. Like why I'm even thinking about this. Just write it down. You might be surprised in a week or a month or a year, you go back and you're like, oh wow. Like that was spot on. So Mm -hmm. I, I love that approach. And what you said about just things getting into alignment and like people falling away out of your life that just don't align with where you're at anymore. That's so huge for me right now in my life. I'm finding that more and more as I have completely shifted gears in my life. I was in corporate for 20 years and I am less than a year out from having left that and starting my own business and like doing all the things. Congrats. Thanks. It's been so fun. I've learned so many things, but it has been interesting to just watch who people who I thought supported me don't, you know, or they like just disappeared. It's very interesting. It is. And and it's like, you know, we know that people come into our lives for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And the more that we could really lean into trusting ourselves, we can go, okay, well, maybe it just wasn't the right relationship right now. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It just means, you know, we, we, we are moving, we're moving in a different direction. And right now there's no resonance and that's okay. The other thing I was going to say is that you mentioned about the voice sounding in your head. And and I was going to say is that, that our inner voice, our intuition 
sounds like us. It, it sounds like, like I sound like me in my head. I don't sound like Gandalf or some, I don't know, cackly voice. I, it just sounds like me. And so I think it's another misconception that people do think like they're not having intuitive hits because it does sound like their own thoughts. And so the big question is like, well, how do I discern whether it's my thought or my intuition? That's a big question that people ask. So my answer to that is like, listen, at this point, I just trust everything is my intuition and I just call it that. But if you really like have to know the difference, I would just say this is that your intuition speaks first. It speaks softer. It's positive. It's loving and supportive. The second voice, a little bit louder, a little bit bitchy, kind of like the mean girl in your head. She's kind of trying to keep things as the status quo, doesn't want anything to be disrupted. She doesn't like big change or big moves or big dreams or like, I don't know, fantasy. She wants things to just stay as is. We can call her the ego and call her the mean girl in your head. But she is not your intuition. She is trying to keep things as status quo. So it's not that she's a bad person. Um, your ego isn't innately bad. It's just sort of showing you where you are shifting. And so I always like to say, like, if you are getting these big dreams that are coming up, these big ideas, and listen, you you quit your day job to follow your dreams. Like that's that takes a lot of courage. And for most people, that's just not something that they'll do because they're so ingrained with the fears that like the possibility of like endless freedom and success is like just wildly unsafe and uncomfortable for them. And so when you trust your intuition, you're guided. It It's not that it's like without fear. It takes, it takes some courage to, to move past, but part of following those nudges is like trust, trust. Like I wouldn't have had this idea if it weren't going to work out. This wouldn't have happened if it weren't supposed to. Like I might not know what it looks like at the end of this yellow brick road, but like, I mean, why would it look like a dumpster fire? Like it's probably going to be okay. (laughs) It's probably going to be okay. And so we can kind of settle back in with trusting that. And it's a muscle. Like you don't just come out of the gates trusting. Um, But that inner voice, when she shows up and she's really persistent, what I like to say is like, that means that you're onto something. Because if you weren't growing and changing, she would have nothing to say. You are literally growing. That's why she's showing up. So you can be like, hey, thanks for showing up, bitch. Like you're showing up and you're saying some rotten things to me, but that's just evidence of my growth. So thank you. Thank you for showing me that I am growing. Thank you for showing me the evidence that my life is no longer what it used to be. It's changing into something so much bigger and better. And so we can be grateful for those negative voices in our head too. And you mentioned people who used to maybe support you, but then they don't. It's like when you become an entrepreneur, shit gets real. Like you understand that, like, you know what? Like you thought that you needed everybody in your life to like support you, but truly it is that inner compass that is like, listen, I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to help people. And that's what I'm here to do. And if I trust that, that that's enough. So whether you trust me and you believe in me or you don't is irrelevant because I'm on a ma- I'm on a mission. So you can join me or just get the F out of the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that distinction that you're 
higher self is going to talk to you first and positively and quietly. And your ego is like, nope, let's keep everything the same. Let's not change anything. Let's just keep doing things the way they've been. Because I think that's such a great way to think about it. You know, when you have, because everyone has that second wave of thoughts that come through that are not as high vibe. And so I think that that's such a good way to look at it. So I would love to know for women specifically who are entrepreneurs or starting their own business, you know, intuition is so important, but at least, you know, I know for me coming from corporate for so long, it is very masculine driven and it is the go, 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 the do, do, do. And your intuition is absolutely not a part of it. So do you think there is a way for entrepreneurs and it could also be men, but I talk mostly to women. So is there a way that they can incorporate intuition into their business? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, like in my world, that's all we do. And really it is more of a feminine approach to not having to prove your worth by doing and achieving. I tend to see private clients who are high achieving women who are really successful, super productive, but also they've kind of been plugged into this masculine paradigm and this patriarchal system that says, you know, you have to work harder, more hours to be worthy of a vacation or a trip, or you shouldn't do a part-time work schedule so that you can have more freedom to do whatever the hell you want, whether it be resting and doing absolutely nothing or playing and going and seeing your friends for breakfast. And so we have to do really work on, there's I feel like I talk about this book constantly. I'm going to have her on my podcast soon. It's uh, Valerie Rain, Dr. Valerie Rain, Patriarchy Stress Disorder. Have you read this book? I have not. Okay. Highly, highly recommend it because it is really, you know, science-based research talking about our ingrained misogyny sometimes, but this patriarchal system that is ingrained in us over centuries and it is passed down through cellular memory, through DNA. I mean, it's literally passed down. And so we might be wanting that freedom lifestyle. We might be wanting to express ourselves and feel freedom to work part-time and take the day off, but there's something in us that's like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not working hard enough. And then it guilts us into doing when we need to be resting or just being. And part of that too is, you know, watching our cycles, whether you bleed and have a period or you watch the moons, we have to pay attention to our cycle because our cycle tells us everything. Our cycle, I have one of my best friends. Her name is Deb Laflamme. You should have her on the podcast actually. Okay. She has this incredible marketing workshop that is all around marketing based on your cycles. And we did an episode on this and it was like, I mean, earth shattering. So where you are in your cycle and what to do. So when you're in a phase of your cycle where you are tons of energy and you're full of life and vitality, yeah, that's when you batch record videos and your podcasts and any kind of sales video things or things that you're putting out there. In your when you're in your phase of your cycle where you're kind of like quiet and you can't people and you don't want to be networking and talking to anybody or be on camera that stuff is already already planned and scheduled for you so that you can literally put your feet up and go under the covers and not be around any humans and your business is still running. And so there's a whole different paradigm when we 
listen to the wisdom of our bodies and the wisdom of nature, which is cyclical. Men have a 24 hour cycle and ours is 28 to 30 days. Like they literally reset every single day. That's why when guys get into a fight the next day, they're like fist pumping again. You're like, what just happened? I still need to think about what just happened. Like, you know, so women just are so different. We process differently. So if you are a woman and you're an entrepreneur, you need to respect your cycles and understand that like you don't have to be on every day, all day. You get to make containers for projects. You get to make containers that you're prioritizing rest. And I will tell you, like, um, I'm going away in a couple of weeks to visit with some of my girlfriends. It's pure pleasure. It's pure joy. I mean, we're, we're all entrepreneurs and we get together. We have like great brainstorming sessions. Don't get me wrong, but this is not a quote work trip. It's going to be a work trip because it's a work trip. But my husband's like, I mean, it's not a work trip. So, you know, like he's trying to tell me like, uh, yeah, but what happens on that trip is that I refill my cup and it overflows because I am so full of life. I am so lit up. Like you cannot stop me. Try get in my way. I dare you. I am so on fire. So how could me being so lit up and so magnetic, not positively impact my bottom line? Tell me come at me because that's the thing is that when we are vibrationally activated and alive, we attract people like a moth to the flame. And so I don't have to have a sales page. I don't have to have a funnel. I don't have to have like the perfect copy. People are just like, I don't even know what she's doing, but I want to be around her and I like her. What is her name again? It's just, it's like, it's, it's beyond. And, and, you know, on the reverse side of that is we have women who are functioning in a patriarchal model and they're slapping on makeup and they're doing their hair, feeling like absolute shit, trying to push and grind and do more hours. And there's never enough. And everything seems to be pushing, 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 listening to anybody and everybody else's uh, strategies trying other people's stuff and applying it to their business, thinking it's going to work, but it doesn't. And then internalizing that, making themselves feel more shitty, which then perpetuates, I need to push, push, push harder, harder, harder. I'm not, it's not working enough. I got to grind it out. And it leaves you feeling depleted. And what happens energetically is you're not in alignment anymore. You're aligned with pain and pushing and suffering. And that is not sexy and attractive to your soulmate clients. That is like, I don't know. She, it's like when you walked in, remember those like store, you used to work at the mall. Those like that store in the mall that stunk. And you walked in and you're like, oh, it stinks like desperation in here. You know, you just like get it off of me. Like you walked out, your hair smells like it. That's what it's like as an entrepreneur when you're out of alignment. It's like people just, they're not buying what you're selling. They're not you know, engaging with you. And it's not that you've done anything wrong or that your programs are terrible or that you suck. It's that your energy is just not aligned to your soul's calling. And so as we get started and you're kind of early in your journey as a year in, less than a year in, it is like, it's so easy to get distracted with what other people are doing and how they're doing it to take like inspiration, but then apply to your business. And so my advice is to say, do a little bit of both. Column A and column B. Column A being you have business strategy, you have somebody telling you the right way, 
to whatever six figures or whatever sexy thing they're promoting. You know, you're on your way to getting that strategy. And then you take column B, which is your inner compass, your inner knowing. And to say, okay, so out of this wonderful 10-step strategy, what feels light to me? What feels heavy? What feels open? What feels constricting? Where do I feel it in my body? And, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially newer on your path, there's going to be so many hurdles. Like you're, you're on the steep side of the learning curve and everything is freaking hard. Like you have to learn so many systems and technology. If you're online, it's like, forget about it. Nothing talks to each other. So you have to like duct tape all the shit together. It's so complicated, (laughs) but listen, Heather, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Like, honestly. So I, I look at it. This is like, we have to trust our inner knowing. It's not to say that every strategy is dog shit for us, but like parts of it might work for us. And even people who are at multi-millions, because it's not just for people starting out, even for people who are multi-millions, they are still looking outside of themselves for all the answers and coming up flat. When you can bring intuition into your business, then you can, you can see ideas and strategies and methodologies and go, good for them, not for me. And then you can go, okay, pass. Or, ooh, I love this concept. Here's how I want to do it. And so then you're not being a copycat. You're innovating. Your intuition will always innovate to that next level. And there's a lot of times in my business where I'm like, I have absolutely no idea how this is going to work, but here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and, and then I have to like squeeze my brain together and like, oh, how do you make this work? But I really... Also, um, I also ask for a lot of help. I ask as many people as most, as often as I possibly can for help. And I think that's a big mistake that entrepreneurs make, especially newer ones that, you know, you might be in Facebook groups or course memberships or whatever with all these like hundreds of people, but you stay quiet because you're afraid to ask a question for being considered stupid or it's a dumb question or for being wrong. Like this is some elementary bullshit that we are in. Right. But if we actually want success and truly, we really want to help other people. Cause this is what it's about. You either want to help people or you want to stay stuck in your fear. So <laughs> pick a lane because if you want to help people, then you have to ask hard questions and not be afraid that you're going to be asking something stupid or repetitive or redundant. And so how I became so successful. And, and really it was when I started listening to my intuition, I 10 X my business that year within one 12 month calendar year, January to December. I went from in January, I have the QuickBooks documents. If you'd like to see it, <laughs> January I was making $1,200 a month. Same with February, but by March, it was over 3000. And in March, my mom told me you should quit your business and stay at home with your kids. And I was like, you are absolutely nuts. Absolutely. Like, who do you think I am? Like, I'm not here to be a stay at home mom. Like I got things to do. I love my children, but no. And that by the end of that year, it was November. I had made so much money and passive revenue that that November, I took the entire month off of work. My mother comes to me and says, again, her little advice, you can't afford to stop working now that you've got things going. You can't, you can't stop. And I was like, listen, mom, if I took your advice back in March, (laughs) I would have nothing. So 
with love and respect, I bid you adieu. I will not take business advice from somebody who has not been in my position. Thank you very much. But that year I passed over $120,000 in my business. That's sacred 100K mark. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I, yeah, it is. It's totally brag worthy. And I was like, it was hard, man. And I got into, there were so many, so many problems, so many stumbling blocks, so much pain, so much sickness. My car got totaled. My kid went to the hospital twice. Like, like, I mean, you think that Ascension is like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns. And it is absolutely like a swampy death fire. You're like, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm just fighting my way through this. And it's like all of your shit comes right up to the surface. So it's like, you want to, you want this success. Like you're going to have to be faced with some dark stuff. And, and I say that with love as like, you know, you're not alone. If you're an entrepreneur and you're starting to listen to your intuition, you're starting to take some big risks and, you know, have fear and do the damn thing anyway. Um, and I really applaud everybody who is on that path because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have a very unique set of stressors and a lot of people don't get us. And especially you add spirituality into that. We are, we are our own little unique snowflakes here, but you know, like I found Heather and Heather found me, you know, like attracts like. So you know that when you start to put yourself out there, if you're just aligned to helping one person every day, that's it. And your work will be great. And so keeping that as your sole focus, your intuition can give you one little thing to do. Like, all right. So if I'm here to serve millions of people, that seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of people. And it's like, who am I? Like, why would I even do this? But then there's a part in your soul and your heart that's like, well, who are you not to? This is literally what you chose and what you were chosen for, you silly little thing. Get out there. And so if I'm if I'm here to make this big imprint in the world, I want to just start with one person because I can handle that. I can help one person, whether it be opening a door, giving somebody a little hand, donating money, whatever it is, posting something that just popped up in my mind, spirit will always give you these little nuggets. And I find back to the first question, what takes my breath away? I find when I'm in nature, it is like, it is impossible not to get like genius ideas, genius level ideas. And when I share those ideas, People go, oh, I needed that today. And it's like, okay, job done. So, so that was a long answer to how do you use intuition in your business? <laughs> but I loved it. There was so much good in there. And, you know, I think I love what you said about for entrepreneurs who are kind of on this hamster wheel and they're, everything's tense, you know, making a list of pros and cons and really embracing community. I think that mm. that's so important. And I love what you said about just, doing one small thing for one person every day. But for women who are still feeling stressed about being in this entrepreneurial world, and they're just not sure how to become unstressed, do you have any advice for what they should or should not be doing? I have so much advice. (laughs) (laughs) So much advice. I'm glad you asked. I do. I have a lot of advice. And, you know, the thing is like, we are human and life is challenging. And that's what 
our soul came here to experience. We 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 think that it's going to be all nice and calm and cool. It is not. It's anything but. And also, spoiler alert, when you've been doing this work for as long as I have, it doesn't get easier. Life is like, oh, good. You're working on finding peace. Let me show you two young kids who are out of their mind. (laughs) Okay. Like literally last night before bed, I'm doing what they're calling belly gongs with my two boys, which is basically like a chest bump with your stomach. (laughs) And so (laughs) this is, it's like, that's the, that's the intensity of my, my day. Um, so I did have to take some cool calming breaths after I was like, okay, everybody, we've reached that point in the night. It's time to cool it. Um, but it's like life will throw curveballs at you. Like, oh, you're working on your piece. Oh, okay, great. Let me just hook you up with some terrible clients who complain about stupid things. Like, ah, uh, like work on your piece. Okay, I will work on it. You know, and it's, so it's like there's always opportunities. So there's there's gonna be stress, and so we have to manage that stress because. Stress impacts our energy field, of course. It drains our energy, our life force, but our energy field is also literally embedded in the exact place as our endocrine glands. So it's part of our physiology. It's not just this outside energy aura that's outside of us. It is literally woven into our physiology and stress, anxiety, strain, it lands in our physical body as it becomes more dense. And so, you know, as a body worker, you know, you get like a little knot here, not there. We have, we can also see that the way that stress stays in the body is it also lands in specific locations. So specific stressors land in specific spots. So if you see somebody, well, certainly like Chinese herbalists and Chinese medicine, Japanese medicine, people who've been, you know, these practices have been around for thousands of years. Um, They can take your pulse and look at your tongue and tell you everything that's going on with you. And you're like, how did you, what? Like it is magical. So I highly recommend going to see an acupuncturist. But what we have to understand is that there's certain locations. So like we have to know as entrepreneurs uh, in our top of our shoulders, this is where we hold on to expectations. Anybody feel tightness in the top of your shoulders? Probably everybody. This is how we put the expectations on ourselves or the expectations from others. And so there are definitely opportunities to release stress and strain from our physical body as well as our energetic body, but it's a constant practice. So I like to look at the advice that I'd give entrepreneurs. This is like, you got to make this your new normal. You got to make body work and energy work part of your new normal. It's just part of your maintenance plan. You know, um, there's a comedian, I think it was Bill Burr who said like, he has this like thing he has to do to his legs before he gets out of bed. And he asked his doctor, cause he has like leg cramps or something. And he asked his doctor, like how long do I have to do this? He goes, Oh no, this is just what you do. <laughs> like, this is just what you do now. <laughs> like you've reached a certain point in your life where you can't, you can't get out of bed without doing it. So, um, you know, this is just part of the new normal. So again, I'm here to serve at a very high level and impact the lives of millions of people. So my energy and my vibration is my first priority. So I have to do things and create an environment where I can thrive. 
And so for me, and this is not like, I don't think negatively about people who drink alcohol. I have a great, healthy relationship with that. But for me, I was noticing, this is just an observation that for me, that I felt kind of heavy and depressed and like really had some shitty negative thoughts every time I'd wake up in the morning after I drank. And you really don't notice these things until you've had a break <laughs> because most people drink on a daily or weekly, you know, really regular basis that so you wouldn't really notice how much it's impacting you until you stop for a period. So I happened to notice after I had one of my kids and like, it was a stressful birthday party. That's what it was. And I had a couple beers after it. And I was like, oh my God, this just took the edge right off. Like I feel so much better. And the next day I felt so shitty. And I was like, oh, okay. Just knowing, notice, noting that, got it. But it's like, I can't afford to like be that low because it takes so much work to get back up. And so I noticed that I was like, I just didn't want to feel that low anymore. And so that be kind of, it kind of became like not as important to me. And I also could observe like when I had a particularly stressful day, I couldn't wait to have a glass of wine. I couldn't wait to like just indulge and just like let go. It's like, well, I'm self-medicating. We're all self-medicating, be it alcohol, food, weed, cigarettes, sleep aids, sex, whatever. It could even be exercise. And a lot of times it's even your work. You think you're being productive, but you're just addicted to the fucking cycle. It is that perpetual, like we're self-medicating. And so there's a certain point where, my environment, like, you know, we talked about plants, I'm not going to get into flowers, but we have an opportunity to see plants in a specific environment die and not do well, just based on the soil. We had, we, we have a backyard farm and we had these beautiful fruit trees and they were up on this hill by the chicken coop. And we thought, oh, this is a perfect sunny spot. Well, the, 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 soil was very dry. And so my husband's like, I need to transplant them down here near this like little culvert area. And part of the chicken poop kind of runs off over there. So it'll be really, really nourished. He moved them and that year. They bloomed, they got flowers and they got fruit. But the prior couple of years, they were like these little sticks in the ground that were sad and depressing. And so we have to make an environment for us to thrive. And so for me, the environment for me to thrive is my non-negotiables getting out of nature every day. My non-negotiable is to serve my higher self. So she likes to have fat in the morning, which is avocado for me and eggs. And I basically have that every day and some sauerkraut because it's nice for my gut. Um, and I'm literally nourishing myself from the level of I want to feel my best, to perform at my best so I can serve others. And so I am... I mean, like my, like, I will not say yes to you unless I am a hell yes. So, you know, it creates stronger boundaries. So everything starts to really insulate me to feeling my absolute best. And doesn't mean I don't get sick. I still get sick sometimes, but I also realize that even if I'm sick, I'm like, oh, I must not have been listening. My body was saying, slow down. And my body just took me out. Okay. Lesson learned. Got it. But this is, this is it. Like it, it does listen to your intuition and obeying. It does strengthen your immune system. It does strengthen your container and your boundaries. You start making choices. Like I still eat chocolate cake. I love a good sweet. Like it's not that I'm not indulging myself. 
but I do from a different place. So like, I don't feel guilt when I eat certain things. I feel like I'm nourishing myself and I'm like, yes, my higher self is all about this donut right now. And like my inner child is just like fist pumping me and like, whoop, whoop, like best day ever. Like it's, it's like this awareness as you raise your consciousness from being depleted and deprived to being always nourished and being number one, no matter what. I love that story about the trees because it is so much like us. Like we just sometimes have to uproot ourselves and replant ourselves somewhere different under different conditions. And that's such a great way to be in alignment. And like you said, that can help you minimize the stress by changing your environment and the things that you're doing or other people around you are doing that you're subjecting yourself to by changing those circumstances. You're just going to keep up leveling yourself and your business. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, handling stress is different for everybody, but if you know you're first on the priority list and your focus is to keep your cup full, not giving from this empty cup. But if your point is the whole point of it all, spoiler alert, the whole point of it all is to fill your cup so much that you have the overflow and that little saucer underneath your teacup, that's where you give from, from the overflow. So when we can understand, oh, we're not just pouring our cup out and draining our life and our soul to everybody and giving and giving and over giving and Oh my gosh, especially when you have clients and you're just like, let me give you more of me, more time, more energy. Let me give it all and prove my worthiness. We have to fill our cup so full that we are bursting and overflowing that people can give a little bit extra from the overflow. So it is, it's different for everybody, but managing stress as an entrepreneur has to be on the top of the priority list because nobody's run a business without stress. I could say that for sure. You have given us so much amazing content today. I can't wait to go back and listen to this. Before I let you go today, I have five rapid fire questions for you. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to give me quick answers, but just give me the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask the question. Okay. Sweating. (laughs) What's something, something you do for fun? Oh, something I do for fun. Well, I do love to play outside with my kids, be it like we just got a new basketball hoop that was like somebody was getting rid of it. And we're like, whoo, scored a free hoop. So I just started getting into playing basketball with my kids. So pretty much anything that's like playful, I really I like to do that or it's getting warmer out. So I love to do takeout dinner and we'll have it on the beach. And so the kids like run around and play and we can eat our food and get it all sandy. (laughs) But I really, I really enjoy that too. I'm going to steal that idea. I'm going to do that when it gets warm enough. I'm in Wisconsin, so it's still quite cold, but uh, when it gets warmer, I'm going to absolutely take that idea. (laughs) It's like, you see the sunset you're like, this is living. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) All right. What were you doing the last time that you lost track of time? Oh, Last weekend I was gardening <laughs> um, and I ended up getting a little sunburn because I didn't put any sunblock on and I was just like digging, digging. <laughs> I was actually, my mother-in-law gave me some raspberry bushes, whatever to replant. So I was replanting them and digging up weeds and planting them. And yeah, I got lost a little bit. <laughs> I think when you're outside, that's easy to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is something you're excited about right now? 
Ooh, um, so just before we started recording, I was I finished recording my business and soul alignment experience workshop. And I made it pre-recorded so people can have access to it on demand. And I don't know when this is coming out and I probably won't have a link yet, but when I do, I can give it to you, but it's going to be free. So people can just listen to, you know, understand how their business and energy kind of are intertwined and sort of like how to fix that. And there's also a personal assessment on it. So it's super good and I'm so excited about it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. That sounds amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> it is so good. Toot, toot, toot my own horn. You should. That's awesome. All right. If there was an extra hour in each day, what would you spend it doing? Probably nothing. <laughs> As you should. Honestly, probably <laughs> nothing with no one. <laughs> I would just be by myself, nobody and nothing and no one. That's what I would do. <laughs> no judgment. I... Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Last one. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, oh my God. I have so much advice for her. You know, I think, I think part of it is like, I think it comes back to like what we're talking about is intuition is like, I always doubted myself and I doubt, I, I never thought I was smart. I never thought I was capable because I was so bored at school. And I was like an average, like B minus student, like B, maybe B plus, I don't know. But like, I just never cared. <laughs> um, in college, I was on the Dean's list. I figured it out. But, but I feel like the advice I'd give myself is, you know, to trust myself and that I have wisdom and it's okay not to fit in all the time. And and it's okay. Like I know I, as a kid, I felt left out a lot too. You know, someone have a party. God, thank God we didn't have social media when we were kids. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I like, I cry a little tear each day for poor teenagers who have to see their best friends having parties without them. Um, Cause like just knowing that they may have had a party is <laughs> like rip my soul out. But yeah, I would just, I would be easier on myself. And I still even I would give the advice I'd give my current self and my older self is to not be so hard on myself. I know I have sometimes have perfectionistic tendencies and I'm such an overachiever and I can be really hard on myself. And, you know, a, a message I get from my higher self a lot of times is, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, take it easy. And, you know, that's why I got lost in the garden because my higher self was like, do not work today, go outside and play. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so I did. That is such good advice for all of us, whether you're a young person or an adult. I just, I love that so much. Yeah. So I know you are Emily Aaron's everywhere and Everyone can find all of your goods at emilyarons.com. I will link yes. everything in the show notes, but you have so much good stuff there. You have meditations, you have an Oracle deck that is so beautiful, and uh, you have a podcast called Aligned and Unstoppable. So I would love for my followers to go follow you everywhere Thank because you. you are amazing. And I have just loved having you on the show today. And I can't wait for this episode to come out. I can't wait. This is such a great episode and you're such an incredible interviewer. And I just really love the energy and the feel of it all. And, you know, I really appreciate 
you know, you having me on the podcast and sharing me with your listeners and for the listeners who are still here. Thank you for being here with us. I really appreciate you. I could talk to you for probably five more hours. So yep, easily. All Not right. A problem. Thank, thanks so much, Emily. I felt like a kid in a candy store the entire time we were talking. Emily's vibrant essence is exactly what we all need more of in our lives. She has so much energy and has so much incredible experience. I just want to keep her in my pocket everywhere I go. This whole episode is a giant key takeaway. It's so hard to summarize all the gold from our conversation, but here are five key takeaways from today. Number one, we're all born with intuition and we all receive it in different ways. If you're a visual person, messages may come to you as something you can see or visualize. Auditory people may hear messages. Others may smell or taste something. And some people just have a knowing. Number two, intuition speaks in whispers in your own voice. It's easy to let logic take over and talk you out of whatever your intuition is trying to tell you but there is no harm in listening to that soft voice. The more you trust these messages, the more you will be rewarded with additional insight and guidance. Number three, your spirit team always has your highest and best interests at heart. While you may not always want to hear the messages they give you, it will always come from a loving place. They will never speak to you in a negative naysayer voice. Practice acknowledging these intuitive messages by journaling them in a notebook or putting them in the notes app in your phone. The more you ignore the wisdom, the less you will receive. Number four, your worth isn't proven by doing and achieving. You don't have to work harder and longer hours to be successful. The patriarchal system has been ingrained in us and is passed down through cellular memory and DNA and guilts us into doing when we would be better off resting or just being. Honor your natural cycles and wisdom and plan your work accordingly. You don't have to be on every day. Number five, don't get too distracted by what others are doing and how they're doing it. It's great to take inspiration from others, but don't get caught up in their strategies. It may not apply to your business, which can lead to you telling yourself stories that you're not working hard enough. This leaves you feeling depleted and out of alignment. People can feel this and will be repelled by this energy. Have a balance between what you learn from others and your own inner compass. You don't need to look outside yourself for answers. Bonus takeaway number six, ask for help when you need it. Don't keep quiet or think you have a dumb question. You can only help others if you ask questions yourself. You are not alone on this journey. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I never get tired of having these conversations. I feel so lucky that this is what I get to do, and then I get to share them with you. If you feel called to share this episode with your friends, I would be so honored. It's people like you helping me get the word out that raises the vibration of the planet one podcast episode at a time. Thank you so much for listening. Have a magical day.